It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. Alien James here. The opinions are our own are representing any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience about family. In this episode he, 201. Wait, wait, wait. He found a shirt. Yeah. Oh, yay! Family and men that find their shirts in episode 201 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. And yes, I know what you're thinking. Who lost their shirt? Well, let's bring you into this. So we're recording right now at a brand new studio. We look outside of these beautiful windows made of glass. And there are men wearing absolutely no shirts, playing tennis, at least one of them. And they just found their shirt and they're putting it on. And we're going to call this studio KIA Studio. Yeah, for no reason outside of the fact that this is a Kia remote studio. That uh, by the way, we're not sponsored. If it is, it would be going right. Did you already lose your phone, James? Stupid Kia. Uh, no. <laughs> good, good luck with it. <laughs> Son of a biscuit. All right, quick. all right, already. Uh, so, Dennis, we'll we'll start with you. The last week, how's everything been? Uh, everything's been okay, I think, as far as I can remember. I've been busy working on the YouTube stuff. Which, last week I announced we passed 300 subscribers. And now we've passed 400 subscribers. And we're like almost halfway to 500. So I'm excited about that. Other than that, not much has been going on that I can think of at the moment. What happened today? Today. Outside the bubble. Okay, today. I woke up in the morning not feeling well like I do every morning and I just did not want to get out of bed. I was just feeling really nauseous and like tired and didn't want to get out of bed. So then my mom comes into my room and she knocks. She's like, will you go get prescri- uh, pick up my prescriptions from Walgreens for me? And I'm like, uh, but it's my mom. So I have to say yes, obviously. So I, like, drag myself out of bed, and I get ready, and I force myself to eat something, and then I go to Walgreens and get the stuff that I need to get and whatnot, and it was kind of difficult, but I did it, and I came home, and I went, sat down in my bed, turned on my computer, it was like, okay, we did that, good, awesome. You know, I opened Minecraft to start working on that, and then... Right then, Mike called me and was like, hey, do you want to come hang out a little bit before we record? So I'm like, okay. So I get back out of my bed and hang out with Mike a little bit before we record. And he showed me his brand new uh, mobile recording studio that we're in right now. And we drove around. He sneakily took me out of my out of the bubble 
I like we're sitting there talking. Next thing I know, I look up and I'm like, where are we? And we were like way out of the bubble. And I'm like, ah, but no, it's fine. But uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think uh, me laying in bed today and not feeling well, God was like, nope, you need to get up and get your ass moving and be okay today. So I'm grateful for that. How was your week, James? What's that now? You're weak. James. I'm not weak. I'm strong. (laughs) Uh, This week has been mighty. Uh, As you guys know, I've... um, we opened up the new restaurant, and I think we're going to have a bartender strike. Because I worked 14 hours on uh, Saturday, and I made $176. No way. <laughs> yeah, it was, it was rough. They're not, they didn't give me any tables, so I made $35 for lunch. And then there was two bartenders on at night, and we, we made about 140 each. And we, we're, we're actually just laughing at this point. We're like, okay, well... That's, that's so ridiculous. Well, no, because in the restaurant, you know, when you work in the restaurant, the bartenders are pretty much like the, the leaders of the restaurant. They get the, the best tips. They get... They make the most money. They get tip shared. That's been the... Where, any restaurant I've been to, that's pretty much been the case. Um, but now, like, we've got these new servers... They've only been working there for two weeks, and and they're making, if they're working double shift, they're making over four hundred dollars. And we're just like, hmm. So, um, our plan was to. They're finally giving us tables this week during lunch, and then I think they're. They said they're never ever going to give us tables at night, but the workaround is that we're just going to do one bartender at night instead of two, which could be kind of hairy sometimes if it gets filled up. So, I don't know. We'll see. But I'm, I'm, I have an open mind going into it. Uh, I picked up at the other restaurant yesterday, and um, I'm working three more shifts at Disney this week. So, no matter what, I'm doing okay, and God is good. And whenever I'm feeling a little anxious or irritated or upset, you know, I go, I go right to God, and I go right to gratitude for so many things. And uh, I'm so happy for Mike. Uh, his new car just a week and a half ago he was like i need to get a car with three rows in it because i've got a big family now and he he put pen to paper he signed a contract and he has a car and it is beautiful it's royal blue and uh, i can't wait to go to tampa and this thing and go to bush gardens then you can gamble it away so mike got to see me gamble and he was so kind because I just lost everything. How much did you lose? It was only 200. But only But it was I didn't win at all on anything and Mike was just like, "Huh. Well, what do you know?" <laughs> what a thought. The house wins again. So now I definitely have to take him back so he can see the winning side. And that's all I got. That's called addiction. Thank you. Thank you, guys. No, it's not called. Ah, who knows? Ask your sponsor. you got to keep taking me hey, and, the, and me spend money until you see me win. Did, we had fun that day, did we not? It was great. And I also have a frequent gambler's card. <laughs> I think that's what it's called, pretty much. That was good. Yeah, that was Something good. Like that. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it was pretty sweet. It's funny, like, days kind of, like, blur into uh, each other. So... I got the house a couple weeks ago. 
we got everything in there all good. Then I realized that I need a bigger car. I honestly thought that I would be able to go many, many months, maybe even sometime in the next year and get one. And then I realized how much of a pain in the ass it is to try to fit. And this is, listen, there's plenty of people that can make do having a car, having five people and driving around. I'm grateful that uh, God made the last two and a half years, my brain, I've been all up on math, right? And making sure I'm getting the most bang for the buck. Uh, A couple weeks ago when James and I were at that concert, it was funny. He said, hey, I did. I learned something from you. I got a burger. So James wanted a burger with bacon on it. And to add bacon to the burger, it was an additional three bucks. And there was a burger (laughs) that had barbecue sauce and bacon already on it for the same price as the cheeseburger. So he just got that and he got the barbecue sauce on the side. And it's like, that's showing them. And it's totally true. It's working smarter with your money and not harder. So I looked and the amount of money that I've been paying for my daughter Olivia at daycare and a brand new car, I'm only going to have to pay $74 a month. That's it. So this car essentially is only going to be $74 a month. And wow. that will be, so that, I mean, how great is that? Yeah. And even better, my first payment is not till September. I stopped paying for daycare um, the 5th of August. So I'm going to have a whole month where I am going to be driving for free. So if you take that $75 or $74, right, then you do it per week. I will actually not be having to pay more money every month until like December. Can I say something? Yeah. That's exactly, I bought my car two years ago. But if you guys remember, I was renting cars every month to go see the boys. But every time, I mean, granted, I was renting Teslas, but it was $300 (laughs) a, a day and I was like, well, I should just... $300 a day? Came out, like, with tolls and everything. So I was like, if I get a car, I'm paying the same amount, but I get to drive it all the Mm. rest of the time. And you guys remember my old car. It was not fun. (laughs) You needed a new car. So it worked out. I could have gone a couple more months. You needed one. Yeah. Yeah. So here you go. Yeah. No. (laughs) You're good. So uh, anyway, I think that's that's really great that... uh, I guess that that God gave me that brain to actually look at it like that, so that way I'm uh, able to stretch the money and not actually put myself in a situation where it would be really uncomfortable being in a car. Really, kids seem to, uh, you know, I when I was a kid, I probably complained a lot too, but just complaining about are we there yet or blah blah, and now they are really excited that they'll be able to uh, sit in the way, way back, which uh, there's a lot of room back there, Dennis. Dennis is in the way back. He's in, like, the baby seat back there. Yeah, it's very cozy and yeah. spacious. Yeah, you can you can stretch out. So it's uh, solid, solid stuff. So that's uh, that's pretty much the last week for me. This was actually, truth be told, last week we uh, thought that it was – What's happening? We thought that it was episode 200 this week, which is why we had to kind of flip-flop topics because I said, oh, 
we still got another week. We need a topic before we get to 200. And that's where James came up with family last week. And we held it to be episode 201. So how'd you come up with that, James? Uh, quite frankly, I've been um, with my son this whole summer. And it's really got me a, one a lot closer to him. He's, he started working with me. And we just, I feel like... You know, although I'm a father, he's really growing up and becoming a man quite quickly. In fact, in two years, he will be a man, in according to our society. And um, I do believe strongly that, um, you know, although I'll always be a parent, my role as a parent kind of takes a back seat and I can be more of a, a friend at that point. Like, role, I think roles kind of shift as um our children get older um and i think about how you know he's he's come a long way and he he doesn't drink like i did when i was that age and um you know so really it was just about i was really thinking about my child first and foremost um i think about uh, my wife who also has the same sobriety date as me and just watching her grow over the past few years has just been remarkable. I like to kid sometimes that, you know, I push her buttons and I continue to push her buttons. Like I, I can't see her just completely normal and peaceful. I have to go up and like poker. And after a while she stopped responding and I was like, did I get better? She said, no, I just removed my buttons. And uh, I thought that was very interesting. And I think about my, um, my in-laws who will be, um, will be back in a few months. And I remember my mother-in-law, when we first moved here, um, she was a nurse for 30 years and she had nothing but bad experiences with alcoholics. She said they were the worst patients ever. They would throw chairs at the nurses, spit on them, just destroy the room. And so she had nothing for but disdain. Meanwhile, she had two, her daughter and her daughter's husband coming to live with them who, are, who claimed to be alcoholics. So she didn't know what to expect. Uh, but by the grace of God, she had a daughter who would sit down and explain uh, as best as she could. And being the intellectuals that they both were, uh, they both of her parents read the big book and were a little more understanding. Um, but I think the best part about being in a family who is open um, to new ways and ideas is that we were able to, you know, show them that we were grounded people who are living a new way of life filled with love, filled with kindness and service. And, you know, we, what we would do is just try to do everything we can uh, for our new hosts. And because of that, I think they realized that God is in our lives first and foremost. And by reading the big book, I think they got a little taste of what it was. And it was in one of our meetings the other day that it's really hard to explain what an alcoholic is to people who are not alcoholics. 
Uh, all we can do is just show them by our actions for that day. So I'm excited that I'm going to um, pick up my other son. Uh, my oldest son, he got off a, off a week of work. So I'm going to bring him up here and I was able to get off some time. So I'll be able to spend a week with my other son. Um, and I got to spend the the others the whole summer with my other son and and you know family is the most important thing to me today and um, I pray for my family up in Nebraska uh, they're all drinkers still but I love them to death and I'll always be there for them and um, I pray for anyone who's struggling today. Thanks, James. Dennis, do you want to wrap it up at the end or do you want to? Uh... Whatever you want. Okay, yeah, you'll, you can close it out. Um, this month was, I guess, the last two weeks and then the next two weeks are going to be insanely family-filled. So it really uh, it means a lot to me to be able to talk about this right now. I was talking to a friend of mine that... I went to college with and she saw me at my worst where I was I was running. I was running and gunning with drinking and I thought it was such a look at me, I'm a functioning alcoholic and I would party every day, work every day and run myself ragged. I looked probably this was like 15 years ago. I probably looked at least 5 or 10 years older than I do right now. And you know, by the grace of God, I mean, September will be nine years without a drink or a drug. And I can tell you that the relationships that I had with my family were very different. I told my friend uh, that I was on the phone with, I said, yeah, my mother uh, actually just left. She was in town for five days. She said, huh, so you have, you have a good relationship with your mom now? And I... Because it bit, I mean, nine years is kind of like a long time. A lot happens in nine years. And I'm like, yeah, I actually have a great relationship with my mother now. I used to really dread it um, because I would feel like, I think when I was, when I was drinking, that I had to like lie to my mother. And there were many things, I mean, heck, I even, I, ju- I was in Chicago and I took a train to Boston because there was a party. And I, so I took a 30 hour Amtrak train to Boston without telling my mother that I was even there. She opened up a piece of my mail because I was in college and you know, Hey, honestly, if there's mail and your kid gets sent to the house, like I'm going to open up my daughter's mail when she's 20 years old to make sure everything's good. She looked at my bank statement, saw Amtrak that I bought a train and she asked me about it. And said, quote unquote, that's the worst thing that a son can ever do to a mother. And I was such a smart ass that I'm like, mom, I can think of a couple worse yeah. things. <laughs> but like, what an asshole I was. Like, just a terrible person. And that's the guy that I was back then. And I've been able to slowly but surely, and definitely slowly, I was able to earn the trust back of my mother. But also know that she's human and today she was here for the last five days and I'm, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm putting it out there like, Hey, you should, you should move to Florida. She has a strange relationship with my brother and she's not able to, she's not like allowed to see her grandkids, 
because of an issue that my brother's wife has with with her. Like, they don't like each other, so she's like, I'm banning you from seeing your grandkids. And I think that's terrible. But I also know my place in that I just make sure that they both know that I love them and I don't want to be in the middle. And I'm hoping that, you know, God changes that. But in the meantime, I don't want any pain for my mother to, like, feel like... So I'm like, you know, everything's great down here. And my fiance Becky's boys like loved my mom and they're like, what should we call you? And she's like, you can call me whatever. You can call me Vicky. You can call me Graham. And uh, Becky's youngest called her Graham and she like lit up, you know, because she went from having one granddaughter in Florida to now having two bonus grandsons, you know, as well. So it's, it's pretty cool, but it's, it's amazing what the program can have. That was the biggest transformation uh, that I have. And then in uh, another week, I'm going uh, a week from today when this podcast goes out, I'm going to Boston for a couple days and hanging out with that brother and uh, his wife and kids and my father and uh, stepmother, like the whole family. And I'm going to spend five days there seeing them. And that's great. Um, It just, I, I can't believe that I'm this lucky to be able to have this many people in my life. There's there's family that you're given from God, and then there's family that you you choose, like chosen family. Like I see you guys and a couple others in the program as that, where anytime we can help each other, that's what we do, you know, and, uh, and reaching out for that. And I, I never thought that that was possible before. You know, that was something I think it took me, took me about a year going to a meeting every single day before I actually realized that it wasn't, it wasn't just a bunch of bull, you know, that it was real and you could have these relationships and it could be the best that it's ever been. And and that's what it is today. So thank you. Dennis. Dennis. Me. (laughs) Um. Yeah, I mean, family. Family's tricky, man. It really is. I, I like. I want to go with what James said. It's stereotypical stuff. Family is the best. It's all we have. Blah blah blah, which is true. But on the other end, family can also be the worst. You know. Um. I can only imagine, right? Like, being my family. <laughs> But having me as a member of it, especially, like, years ago when I was, like, out using and drinking and shit. Or even when I was even younger, when I was, like, an early teenager and stuff. And I would steal from my parents and stuff. And from my siblings and stuff. (coughs) Like, I could only imagine, like, them not thinking I was the best at that point. Um... But that's what it is. But the thing is, like, many, many years later, (coughs) we're all... Sorry, I'm allergic to your bullshit. Oh! (laughs) Wow. (coughs) You're terrible. Sorry, I'm just kidding. (laughs) Family. (laughs) Family. So... 
Yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, when we're out there drinking and stuff, it's the family we hurt the most. And a lot of times we're drinking because of our family. You know, that's one of the excuses I hear a lot. So, like, it's hard. I know, like, most of the time growing up, I did not have a good relationship with my father at all. Um, like, he is a workaholic, right? So whenever I was growing up, the only time I would really see him was when he would get home late at night and then I'd get in trouble for every bad thing that I did that day. So I look from an early age, like I looked at him as like this authority figure that needed to be rebelled against. And I rebelled to the best of my ability. Um, so we did not have a good relationship at all. You know, and then obviously you throw in getting arrested for drugs at like 15 and going to a rehab and all of that kind of stuff. It wasn't good. Like there was years where we would go to Thanksgiving or Christmas and me and my dad just wouldn't say a word to each other. You know, we never, neither of us made a point to like have a conversation. You know, I talked to other family members and stuff and we'd be there. We wouldn't fight or anything, but we just didn't talk. Um, you know, fast forward at the end, like towards the end of my drinking, when I was living down in Tampa and drinking every day, like, like working in a party district, um, and my health started catching up to me, my anxiety and stuff started getting really bad and like just the deterioration of drinking every day. Um, and I started like not going to work because I was like just dying basically um my dad like in an off comment and some for some reason I was talking to him on the phone and he's like well why don't you come and stay up here for a little bit I'm like no no I don't need to do that and then like a couple weeks later I like took him up on that and I moved up here and then now I've lived with him ever since that that was like I don't know that was a long time ago (laughs) but um in doing that I got to kind of know who he is and why he's the way he is. And, like, unfortunately, a lot of the things that I don't like about him, I also see in myself now, which sucks. But it's life. It's just who we are. Um, But in doing that, obviously, I quit drinking. I stopped stealing stuff a long time ago. You know, I, I changed. And in me changing over that time and then also spending more time with him since I'm living with him uh, I started looking at him differently and I'm sure he started looking at me differently so now we have a relationship you know I mean we're not friends we don't hang out we'll have a conversation every once in a while and joke around or whatever but that's 180 like degrees from where it was before I ever came to the program Um, and it's odd. So there's like family for me, at least family is really tricky. You know, it's, it's, it's not a given that I'm going to automatically love you because we have blood relationships. There's a better odds that I might actually hate you because I'm around you enough that I see all the flaws and there's a good chance that I'll probably hurt you because that's my history. But if we work on it, and we apply our principles to it, 
the that dynamic changes and it gets better and blah 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 i'm rambling so here you go we're so thanks proud. dennis thanks dennis did did really good another episode where there's really no point no point just no. kidding it was, it was good this is there's a lot of pressure i think it is dennis's turn to come up with a topic next week or is it a tear and share? Dennis. Dennis, it is. Yep. No, we're not going to let you off that easy, Dennis. Start uh, Start thinking about topic. Something. Then I'm going to come up with one one the week after. But uh, James, solid knuckle bump. Yep. Uh, excellent, excellent job. Any final words since this was your topic? Push button start, Kia. Yep. There you go. Thanks for... I got nothing. We'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 202, where the defective character is entirely ready to have all these character defects removed. We are family! Oh, okay. Dennis doesn't know the words. All my brothers and my sisters with me. Okay, I, I was thinking, I like started saying brothers and then I thought sisters and then I was like, wait, which one is it? It can't be right. But it was exactly. And who is it? Who sings that, James? Uh, Jackson 5. Yes, Sly and the Family Stallone. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next time.